Welcome to this Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Kirsty and Isaac here with our very first Sprint to Profit podcast episode. This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to highlight the very best strategies on how to grow your Amazon business. In this first episode, we're going to talk about the top five secrets of million-dollar sellers. That's right. People who, just like us, have grown million-dollar businesses on Amazon. If you haven't heard of us before or you just need a refresher, let us give you an idea of why this is the right place for you right now. We both have been selling on Amazon since 2013 with millions of dollars of sales under our belts each. And together, we have guided well over 1,000 Amazon sellers to creating more successful businesses by simplifying their strategies and getting clear on their objectives. With that said, I think it's probably time for us to get into our first point on the top five secrets of million-dollar sellers. And Kirsty, what would you say is the first or best or number one secret of million-dollar sellers in this business? Well, it's it's kind of, um, I'd say it was a little known because not many people actually do it, right? Um, but essentially, you've got to have a goal with your business, not just the goal, but you also have to understand how you're actually going to achieve that goal. And the best way to do that is to forecast essentially, you know, what you're going to do to be able to hit that goal and then chunk those actions down into what we call bite-sized chunks, right? So chunks of stuff that you know you're going to be able to achieve. You know, it's like the old adage, if you've got this massive mountain, how do you know you're going to climb Mount Everest, right? So you need to essentially know that you're going to hit base camp and then you're going to hit another point, another point, another point. So that's the idea about hitting a goal. Because if you've got a million dollar uh, business goal, you're not going to hit that on day one, right? Yeah. You need to understand how you're going to actually get there and achieve it. And sometimes the goal can be so overwhelming that you don't even know where to start. So this is a fantastic habit to get into because once you understand that, it's just a repeatable process that you keep doing. You can chunk it down even further than that, right? Yeah. And, and as you know, we obviously go through this with our coaching clients and we talk about how long you need to plan for. And we actually have different goals and different plans for different time periods. So one of the first things we do is we have people write out a SMART goal. And so a SMART goal is essentially what's your next big impactful goal to take you to the next step. It's not your, you know, this is what my business looks like when I'm making $10 million or whatever. It's where are you at now and where do you want to get to and say that next year? And that's really what we always want to start with. And so the SMART goal, we always talk about it. So it's what strategic or what is it? It's a specific, specific. Yeah. So it's going to be specific to you. Yeah. yeah. You've got to be able to measure it. So there's got to be some numbers in there. Um, it's got to be kind of attainable, as you said. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, it's completely crazy. Um, it's got to be um, relevant to you as well. So if you've got a, a really strong why, which always helps as well, yeah. Um, yeah. as to why you're actually doing this business, not just hey, I want to spend more money, right? It's got to be really intrinsic to you. So put something in there around if it's about your kids, if it's about your lifestyle, your family. And then the T is really timeline. So you want to be able to put a specific date on when you're actually going to achieve it. So how much do you want to make? Um, what's your lifestyle going to look like when you make that money? And when are you actually going to do it? Yeah, and we see people kind of over project a lot of this. And, that, and that's totally great. Like, at least they have something to build towards. But like, I've seen people say in 12 months, I want to get a million dollar business. I'm like, how close are you? They're like, I haven't started selling yet. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty high, pretty high, uh, like lofty goal there. But really that attainable is probably the most, the most relevant part of this thing and the relevant part, which, you know, you have to understand that 
you can't just grow your business and say, Hey, I want to go out there and, you know, make all this money, but then what are you going to do with the money? That's what really matters. So like, are you going to spend more time with your family? Are you going to travel the world? Are you going to quit your job? What does that money actually mean to you? And how is it going to help you live your life in a better way? Yeah. So that's really what we try to connect with people. And, and we talked about your why in a way that makes sense to them. Cause making money is only relevant if you actually spend it. Because if you just have a bank account growing, it's not making your life any better in any way, shape or form. It's how you can actually use that money for your life. So that's definitely something we talk about. And typical examples of smart goals would be like, in the next 12 months, I want to get my Amazon business to, you know, the point where I can quit my job, or I want to make three, $4,000 in profit and income. So that way I can actually, you know, supplement what I'm trying to do and make my, make my business worth my while, essentially. Those are kind of the typical things. So we say, you know, you might get to 30, 40, $50,000 in annual or in monthly sales on Amazon. And that's kind of what we're looking at. We're not talking about, you know, going out there and growing a business from scratch to a million dollars in 12 months. We're talking about getting it to a sustainable position that gives you confidence to make, basically take the next step. Yeah. And that's what I think most people kind of, you know, we, we, we see a lot of ambitious people and some people hit them and, and some people are like, you know what, I, in 12 months, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hit a million dollars. And, you know, they probably aren't starting from scratch, but they actually do it. And the other thing is, you know, they actually have the, that resource of time, effort, energy, money, and all that stuff. So that's under perfect scenarios, they can work. But for most people, I say that that's kind of a lofty goal. But yeah, anything's possible, really. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, any goal is great, right? So the one thing that we like to suggest that you do is you think about what you want, right? What do you want to achieve from your lifestyle and how much money does it actually take? So of course we're talking about, you know, secrets of million dollar sellers. At the end of the day, what it really comes down to is secrets of anybody that feels that they're successful. So, um, your success. So my success could be very different to what Isaac's success is. And for you guys listening right now. So you have to get very clear on what your success looks like. Right. Yeah. And, and that you becomes your you goal. Plan it out. You'll never know what it, when you hit it. Right. So that's exactly. the other thing. Yeah. And the key thing about that is, is that you're not going to be chasing other things that you don't actually need. It's like, you know, the dog that chases the car and the dog that, that chases the bus. And then it gets on the bus and it's like, oh yeah, why am I on the bus? Like it doesn't even know where it's going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't know why they're chasing it. And we see this a lot with people that we work with. They're chasing this, this dream or this goal. And when we, we say, well, what are you going to do with that? They're like, oh yeah, I don't really know why. And they've actually ended up in a, in a situation spending money time, effort on something that they actually didn't really want to do in the first place. So just get very clear about what that success goal looks like for you. And then you build a plan to hit that goal. So what we like to do is to get you really clear and think about every month, what, what money do you want to put in your pocket right now? So if you're working, do you want to be able to take exactly what you get from your job and put that in your pocket from your Amazon business? The other challenge on that is, is that actually what you need? Yeah. So that's something that I worked on. Um, you know, I had a great salary. I actually didn't need all that. So when I actually worked out what I actually did need, then that get, gave me a better goal to aim for. And was I aimed for that goal and got that goal, I then move on to the next goal from there. So that's what we mean about um, keep set, resetting your goals. Yeah. A lot of people think they need all this money, but in reality, they look at their expenses, they look at what they really need. And you think about it, like, what do you need to live off of for a month and maybe it's a couple thousand dollars, four or five thousand dollars, let's say. And you look at all your expenses and all that stuff. 
and you look at how much you spend and what you're actually making and how is that making you feel by working that much to make that money, right? And that's why we yeah. always say, look, it's got to be a, a, attainable, but also relevant to you. It's got to be something that you feel is what you need, not necessarily, you know, hey, I want a million dollars in income. Well, that's a great goal, but that's going to take you a lot longer than you might think. And a business that's inventory based and all this stuff, you might not hit a million dollars in, in income but you might hit a million dollars in profit over say five, six, seven years, something like that. It's totally possible. But the idea is that how much do you have to work for that million dollars in income per year? Maybe yeah. that's not something you want to do. And that's what the relevant part really, I think sits with me because yes, I think both of us can go out there and grow a business to where we're making all this money. We can have, you know, 40 employees, but at the same time, do we want to manage 40 employees? Do we want to work on this business like that? No, that's <laughs> the thing. Like we'd rather be able to live like uh, Tim Ferriss and, and be in, uh, you know, intermittent or semi-retirement where you just take like days off and don't really do anything. And, you know, you can go vacation whenever you want and you can work from anywhere, all that kind of stuff. So that's more of a lifestyle goal. And that's what we try to kind of practice and preach ourselves. Uh, you know, we don't want to sit there and, and just be stifled, you know, stifled by going to an office, having a bunch of employees, managing people, because I know that you've worked in, in corporate and I've definitely worked in, you know, big businesses where it's like, all you're doing is managing people. You're not even actually accomplishing anything in your day. And you're like, what did we actually do today? Pretty much nothing. We just talked and we didn't get anything done. It's like, oh yeah, all that we stuff that, that we were years. trying to do never got <laughs> happened. Yeah, it never happened. Yeah. And that's the beauty of having your own business is that it's your efforts. It's your goal. So essentially at the end of the day, you know, you live and die by what you're actually doing yourself. Right. And that's yeah. why we got into this thing in the first place. So very much just really think out about that guys what do you want what does success look like for you and then you can start to then plan out you know what we call a forecast right so we've got products obviously we're in um, the amazon business hopefully everybody's got some products here and that's what you're going to do that's how you're going to make money right so you then need to think about well how many of those do i need to be able to hit the goal that i've set myself so we use spreadsheets in our in our coaching for instance right that helps us do that but it's very simple math at the end of the day, it's like, what would your top line sales look like for each product? How much profit am I likely to make? And what would my operating profit look like? So some good numbers to work with would be, you know, if you get a product at what, 20 sales a day at um, a selling price of $20, mm -hmm. right? You're good at math, so you do this in your head. Boy. And then we have like a 20% operating profit. That's not gross profit in terms of your actual product itself, but this is what the business is operating on after all expenses. Yeah. Work that out. <laughs> that's a, what's a 400 times one fifth, right? Yeah. So that's what, $80 a day in profit? $80 a day in profit. Yeah. So then what you do is you go, okay, well, how many days in a year? So you times that by 365 days and see what that product is actually going to get you. And then you go, okay, cool. So if I just get maybe four or five of those, guess what? You've probably got a million dollar business that's an operating profit of 20%. So that's how easy you can start to plan these things out. You don't actually need to know right now what the product is. You just need to know what the numbers look like to be able to hit your success goal. Yeah. So do that exercise first. That's exactly what I did. And then I found the products that helped me hit that goal. Yeah. You just, it's like a plug and play kind of math scenario, right? So yeah. it's like, Hey, I've got this going. If I do this, this, and this, I get three, four five products here. I hit the goal. And it's, it's basically, you know, 12 months of selling on this one, eight months of selling on the next one, six months of selling on the next one, three months yeah. and so on. So yeah, that's what we talk about. So, you know, obviously your income in the Amazon business is going to based on going to be based on your revenue and how many products you have growing the business, right? 
So everything comes down to planning. So your smart goal becomes now your sales forecast. And then we talk about chunking it down. So the, the, the old phrase of, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So you got to chunk it down even further. So 90 day action plans are really what we're big on. And we even bring our clients through 90 day programs. So that way we can actually say, look, in 90 days, here's what you want to accomplish. You want to go from this step to the next step. And essentially you have to say, what's my big impactful goal, right? So do I want to launch another product? Do I want to expand into a new marketplace? Do I want to increase my conversions and sessions to grow my sales? So that way I'm actually growing this business with what I've already established over the next 90 days. That's the kind of stuff that we talk about. So the 90 day plan is probably, it's, it's equally or as important as everything else, but without that 90 day plan, you don't actually take action. If you have that 90 day plan, that's when you start going, oh, look, you know, I can get to that 12 month goal and all I have to do is start here in the next 90 days. And that's where I'm going to actually basically take this idea and make it work for my business. And it's now a strategy instead of just a wish, right? Yeah. So, this is something that obviously we know has worked for, you know, blue chip companies and, and, you know, training programs and all sorts of other things because the 90 day is a quarter, right? So 90 day plans work because it's reachable. Like you can see an end result in 90 days, even if you're not that close right now. Like if I say, I want to go from 10,000 a month to 20,000 a month, and here's my steps, I'm going to, you know, increase my conversion by rewriting my bullet points and getting better images. I can conceivably see that I could go from 10,000 to 20,000 if I have to launch another product or whatever it is in, in three months. But I can't conceivably see how I go from 10,000 to a million dollars in sales in, in 90 days. That's pretty big stretch. So that's more like a year, 18 month, uh, 24 month kind of goal. And that may be, may be your smart goal. So if you, if you don't get overwhelmed by the actual big plans you have and you bite size it down to 90 days, you'll actually get a lot more accomplished. And we see this all the time getting clarity, not being overwhelmed, right? So where do I go from here? What do I do next? When you know what to do next in your business, and this even goes to the day and, and weekly planning, right? So that's another thing we talk about is take that 90 day plan and then say, this week, I've got to do all these things. The next week, I've got to do all these things. So in month one, I've got to find a sourcing agent. I've got to, you know, get a, a product ready. I got to get samples, all this stuff. And then you say, okay, week one, here's one of those actions that I'm doing. Week two, here's one of those actions I'm doing. And that's really how Anybody who is, I don't want to say good at business, but clever about how they run their business will actually like create strategies just like that and plans just like that. So that way they can grow in a systematic way. If you don't would, have these plans, you're going to be pretty much falling behind your own logic, right? Yeah. And I would say I've seen quote unquote successful businesses to the outside world. Um, but when you get inside them and they don't have the system, they are chaos, right? Yeah absolute chaos. So, um, even it's not even just about making money. It's also about having the focus, time and effort to live the lifestyle that you want whilst you're making the money, right? Yeah. Because the money is not the money. The money is there as a, as a benchmark as to how you're going to live your life. And that's how you have to think about it. And if you're not organized and you're not, you don't know what you're going to be doing every day, that turns into chaos, it turns into overwhelm, it turns into fear, and it turns into inaction. So um, it's interesting. And we've done it even in our own businesses where we go off, we go off track, right? And yeah. we're like, oh, this is cool, this opportunity over here. And we go chasing that opportunity when if we'd have just stuck to the plan in the first place, we would have, we would have got there with a lot less stress. And it's a good yeah. learning, of, it's a good learning, which is why we can, we're able to talk to you guys about it. Yeah. But you know, we, you've got to drink your own Kool-Aid sometimes and come back to the, to the point. And whenever you feel like you're veering off track, always go back to that plan and it will get you right on course again.
Yeah. And that's one thing is like, we have plans, we have all this stuff. And then we go, Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll try this. And then not only does it like take away from us growing in that right direction, but it actually like hinders us more. Cause we're like, Oh, we're going to spend our cash flow over here. We're going to spend our time and our resources over here. And it's like, it's a negative net effect for your business. And that's pretty much why you need to have the plan. So you don't get that negative net effect of like going off and doing random other things. And, you know, uh, if, if, if you have employees in your business or you have outsourced VAs or whatever, that's when they get unclear about what they need to do too. Cause they're like, well, what, what is our project now? What are we actually working on? And that's when people are, you know, that's when people get nervous about like, what's the, what's the future of this business? Cause it doesn't look so great anymore. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it has a ripple effect across everything. And this is not just a skill just for business as well. You know, if you can get into this habit, this is a skill for life. Like you yeah. can, you can essentially um, manage any type of goal, project success that you want to do just by using this framework, yeah. setting, setting goals, chunking it down to 90 day plans, and then chunking it down to what you're going to do literally ne- next week. And then today, that's yeah. how you have to li- literally think about it. Yeah. So let's get on to secret number two. So obviously secret number one is, you know, planning and, and, and basically setting a strategy for your business. Now, secret number two, this is something you're very familiar with because of your background. Um, it's something I kind of just did because I thought it felt right, but essentially it's branding, right? So having a good brand is actually more important than people think. And Amazon buyers still actually buy brands over generic Chinese manufactured products. So we talk about this with our clients all the time. It's like, why do I need to build a brand? People don't really know my brand. Well, it doesn't matter if it looks like a good brand, people will trust it a lot better than just ABC technology or whatever that company's called. Right. So, you know, when we started working together, I think it was became even more abundantly clear that a brand is not just a logo. Right. So that's yeah. kind of where you came <laughs> in and you're like, Hey, let me show you what branding really is. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this makes a lot of more sense. So yeah, I'd like to get your, you know, your perspective because you work 20 years of corporate branding. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, exactly. You know, and that was my background. So when I started the actual Amazon business, my first thought was, oh yeah, I'm going to build a brand and it's going to have, you know, um, similar products that I can sell to the same person. And that makes a lot of sense to me just because that was my background. And I thought that's what everybody did. I was working with people. We're like, oh, right. You didn't kind of do it that way. Um, and exactly. It's not just a logo. It's not also just your kids names put together in a, in a, in a long line or some, some weird word that you made up in your head and like, Hey, that's cool. It's like Google, right? So yeah, Google spends a billion dollars on, you know, marketing Google, the word and you don't, yeah. you don't. So nobody knows what that means. Exactly. So, you know, how you develop brands off of Amazon, like maybe slightly different. However, on Amazon, what we want to do is we want to capture the customer as soon as they see our stuff, right? So they come to your store or they come to your listing. They know what your brand's all about, which is why we like to really start first with who are you actually selling to, not what you're going to sell. So first up, you need to understand who the ideal client is. What do they like? Um, what are they motivated by? The emotional connections that they have within their life. And that's what you talk to. That's what you develop a brand around. That's what you ultimately name the brand, right? Versus I'm going to stick my kids' names together, call it something because I'm going to leave them a legacy. And the chances are that they don't even want your legacy, right? Because you're building this for you. Don't kid yourself. You're building it for your kids at <laughs> the end yeah. of the day. So what you want to start thinking about is who am I talking to and how are they going to connect with my brand? So for instance, we'll, we'll you know, as, a, as an example, we worked with this brand. So there was one, a brand called Mosquito Nets for you, right? What do you reckon they could sell? Probably just Mosquito Nets. Mosquito Nets, nets right? <laughs> So you're quite limited in terms of 
obviously it's clear what it is. You know, it's going to be a mosquito net, but it's literally just that thing. You can't really branch out um, around that. So when we actually worked with, with, that, with that person, we then started to think about, well, actually, it's not just about mosquitoes. It could be lots of different things, or lots of different um, bugs that you're dealing with, right? And so we created a brand around the fact that you could actually get rid of bugs and not just talk about mosquitoes. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea here, guys, is you want to think a lot broader around what you're actually doing right now. And when we talk to people, what they've currently done is, and if, if you, maybe some of you guys have done this, you start with the product first and then you brand that product and you, well, you brand it, you call it something and then you say, that's what your brand is, right? So um, exactly that point, mosquito nets for you. Yeah, that's an, that's an idea of someone who's just got a product and gone, that's what I'm going to sell and that's what my brand is. And we're like, that's not your brand. That's a product within a brand idea. Yeah. So we have to now come Unless up with what a brand idea is. you only ever want to sell mosquito nets, but yeah. Exactly. But, you know, you're not going to scale and grow your business. You're not going to be a million dollar seller if you just have one product and keep doing lots of different variations around that one product. Yeah. Because you've just got a product idea. You haven't got a business or a brand idea. Yeah. And one thing I think a lot of Amazon sellers are worried about is obviously how do you compete with these Chinese sellers that are coming over, sending direct from their factory, you know, cutting out the middleman, which we were already cutting out the middleman of retail by sending directly and then selling ourselves. But now they're just cutting us out and going, we can sell it for even a couple of dollars cheaper because we're only looking to make the money on the actual product and the shipping, not actually, you know, make income for somebody else and then you. So one thing we always say is, you know, branding helps you secure your business against you know, it creates this moat around your business from these kind of generic factory sellers, right? Because people don't want to buy from, you know, Guangzhou technology and Guai and when all this other stuff, like they want to buy from brands that they can trust. And if the name on the, on the, you know, label or the product looks exactly like they want and trust, they'll spend a couple extra dollars because that's what they want. And you'll see this in reviews all over Amazon. You'll see this in emails that come back to you, you know, Hey, you know, you're doing a great job, all this stuff. Like your brand spoke to me literally, if you do it right, that's what's going to happen. And that secures you. You might not sell as many as these, you know, straight to direct to Amazon kind of brands because they just sell cheaper, but people that want cheap aren't the people that we're trying to reach anyway. We're trying to reach that target customer of people who actually care about what they're buying. And that's how a brand secures you against these Chinese sellers. So I think it's one of those things, you know, that it's, it's, it gives you the idea, first of all, of what products you're going to be selling, but it also secures you against people who are trying to basically jump into that category and just sell whatever they can. Yeah, exactly. And there's always going to be floater buyers, right? There's always going to be the person that wants the cheapest product, but that's going to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, what you're wanting is to build a long-term, hopefully a long-term customer base where you can actually cross-sell your products to that customer base. And they're going to essentially pay more for your products because that's what they're buying into. They're buying into the emotion that you're creating around the brand. See it every day, right? Think about Instagram. Think about Instagram accounts, Instagram influencers, YouTube influencers, all that good stuff. Essentially, they're their, that's their brand. They are projecting a brand that people are buying into. And that's what you're doing with your products. Yeah. And remember, guys, this is a long-term game. It's not a short-term game. Okay, so if you want to be a million dollar seller, you've got to be in it for the long haul, not just a short term burst of sales. Yeah, and, and, and creating new brands for every single product you open up is not the right strategy. It's got to be one brand for the product line that all makes sense. And it has to be around who you're targeting, right? So what the interests of your ideal client are. Yeah. So I think we covered, you know, the planning, we've got the branding down. So that's secrets one and two. The third one, I think that people, 
it is crazy that people kind of overlook this is the fact that their products are actually their biggest expense and they have to actually treat them like they're very important to their business, right? So people just get products. They don't know their return on investment. They don't know their profit margins. They don't know how much the orders cost up front. They're not planning that stuff out. They're not negotiating cost of goods and payment terms to try to get the best you know, deal for themselves. They don't even know how long it takes to manufacture and they don't plan for the marketing effect. So they have like say $10,000 to start the business and then they get $10,000 worth of goods and then they slap it up on Amazon and their business is stagnant for the next six, seven months because they don't have any other money to start with, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because when we talk to people, you know, what's the biggest expense in your business? I would say 95% of people say PPC. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is totally not true because, well, unless you are spending more than the goods, but essentially your biggest ex is always going to be before you even start the business is going to be your cost of goods and the shipping and the FBA fees. Right. Yeah. So you need to, as Isaac said, you need to understand those costs. Then you need to understand, okay, well, what's the opportunity in the market, right? How many of those am I actually going to be able to sell? Um, how much money am I actually going to make? my return on investment, how quickly am I going to get that money back? And what do I need to invest in the product to make it successful? You need to understand all that first before you even source the product. Yeah. And people, unfortunately, what they do is they see something that they believe is going to sell, source it, put, like you said, put it on Amazon, but then run out of money and then don't actually understand that it was never going to work in the first place. Yeah. And they ask themselves and they ask gurus like, hey, no matter what I do, I can't get this thing to work. It's like, well, have you launched this product? Have you advertised this product? And just so you guys know, in case you don't know what PPC means, it's advertising on Amazon. Um, it's pay-per-click. And then FBA is obviously fulfilled by Amazon, which means you send your inventory to Amazon warehouses and then they actually ship it and sell it um, and you get the money for it. So, you know, if obviously you're a current Amazon seller, you're very familiar with these, these terms, but I just want to want to quick, quickly clear that up for anybody who's kind of maybe just starting out or getting on this business venture. But yeah, the idea here is that essentially, if you don't know how much everything costs, how do you know that you can start a business? We used to see people claiming and, and actually telling people that you can start this business with $500. And that's just not true. You're going to need a decent chunk of money. Now, it's not as much as like buying a house and putting up $200,000 for a franchise of a restaurant or something like that. You're going to need 10, 15, $20,000 probably to start pretty much any business. And that's no different from Amazon. So, it costs you a lot less. There's not a lot of overhead because you're not opening up an office. You're not paying electricity bills and all that stuff and payroll. You're essentially starting with just the products. And if the products are more expensive than your budget, guess what? Your business is dead from day one. So yeah. that's why we always say, you know, it's amazing to think that people don't actually prioritize these like it's their heart and lungs of their business, right? It's their vital organs. And yet people are just like, I'm going to get as much product as I can for this money. And then what? And never do anything with it. So it's just going to sit there on some shelves at Amazon and collect dust and, and create long-term storage fees and, you know, monthly storage fees and all this other stuff. So you're actually paying for Amazon to store it rather than sell it. And that's what we don't want. So, you know, this is something that we've talked about as well as negotiating the cost of goods, negotiating payment terms, get the best price for the best quality, but then also make it a win-win situation for you and your supplier. So, you know, people are like, oh, I've, I've asked my people, you know, at, at the factory, if I can just get cheaper goods. Okay, well, what's in it for them? Well, then I can order more. Did you tell them that? No. You, so you just wanted cheaper goods. Yeah, everybody does, right? So like, you have to actually present it as a win-win situation. So build out your 12-month plan, say over the next 12 months, I plan to order 15,000 units. Can I get 15,000 unit price now? So that way I can actually grow this business the right way 
succeed with you long term and then get these costs of goods down as opposed to just saying, hey, I want, you know, a dollar off my price for my cost of goods because the factory is always going to say no because it doesn't make sense for you just to ask for that until you show them how you're going to actually grow the business and how it's going to be better for them. And same with payment terms, right? So if they can work with you on your, on your funding, so, you know, maybe you order the 15,000 units up front, but you only pay for it as it's being shipped out or something like that. So that can help you actually say, hey, look, you know, now that the, the goods are ready, they're being held over at my factory in China you can actually start ordering them, you know, as you need them. So a month ahead. So they're just sitting there waiting and you haven't actually paid for all of them yet. That can really help you with, first of all, lead time. So how fast it takes to manufacture and get to Amazon, but also, you know, the cost of goods in general and the payment terms that you, that you create for the factory. Yeah. And don't worry about like, I know, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but you know, I've only just started working with these guys and don't worry about that. Like at the end of the day, they're, they're looking for negotiation, right? it's going to win. Like as Isaac said, it's a win-win. It's not a win-lose. So as long as you put something in the terms that is going to help them out, of course, they're going to be likely to do a deal with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it also puts you in, um, you, you can couch it in that you want them to be a VIP supplier of yours. So it's actually elevating you even further. You know, it's just you sat there with your laptop, but at the end of the day, you're your CEO of your business. And yes, you also push, push the buttons on Amazon right now. But at the end of the day, you're still wearing the CEO hat. You are the founder and the owner of the business. So act like it as well. Yeah. So that's secrets one, two, and three covered. And this one baffles me more than probably anything. Because this is, this is like going into a, a, you know, a football game or a, a basketball game and not having any sort of statistics behind it, right? So like, you don't know how many points you scored. You don't know like how many points you need to beat the other team. You don't know anything, right? So we always say you have to know your numbers. Basically, without tracking your key metrics, you'll always be guessing at what you need to do to improve your business. And this is crazy that almost nobody, when we start working with them, I'll say like literally nobody is doing this before we start working with them. You have to know your units, your sessions per day, your conversion rate on your products, your keyword ranking, where you sit on search terms. Uh, your reviews and your ratings. So that way, you know, if you're actually good or better than the competition. And you also have to understand your ad performance. And Kirsty, when we talk about this with people, they're like, well, how often do you do this? Every single day. Yeah. We look at our, we look at either the statistics every day or like on a weekly basis and kind of overview that week. But this is your job as a CEO. You have to know the life, you know, your, 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 your heart rate of your business, right? So if you're, your blood pressure pressure is high in yourself. You want to bring that back down, just like with your business. Something's going off the rails. You have to look at the stats and look at what's measurable, so that you can bring it back under control. And this is what guides all your decisions about your product and your business. And if without it, it's just everything's a guessing game. Yeah, and and also this links back to secret number one, right? Because you need the plan first to then to understand the metrics. Because if you don't understand the target then you're just looking at numbers on a page and not knowing what to do with it. Yep. So you, you, need to under, you need to have a target for each of these things. So target would be how many units you want, do you need to sell to hit your goal? How much um, um, value do you need to, to sell, right? So your sales price. Um, how much traffic do you need? How much conversion rate should you be looking for? Mm -hmm. And what and what those levers are that are going to help those things, right? So traffic would be ads or it could be keywords or things like that. Conversion could be, um, you know, your listing, your images, things like that. So you want a target for each of these things and you want to understand below that 
what key things are going to push these forward or negatively harm them. Yep. Uh, keyword ranking is a pretty obvious one, right? You want to know, you want to be on page one for all your main keywords. If you're not there, guess what? You're not getting as much traffic. Reviews and ratings, you need at least a four and a half stars to show. Um, and your ad performance, you need to make sure that you're, depending on what your objective is, um, whether you're profitable or break even, don't worry about your ACOS, right? It's like, you know, how you, I think we're going to probably go through that in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's what's your objective behind each of these things and are you meeting that objective? There's no point in just tra- tracking your metrics and not having an objective behind them. Yeah. So that's basically secrets one through four. And I, I'd be honest with you, if, if we have even half of the listeners doing secrets one through four, you're much more successful than you probably anybody you know will be at this business. Yeah. <laughs> but secret number five is it should be obvious, but we see it all the time. We've done it ourselves. We've, we've overextended ourselves essentially. So secret number five is basically you can't grow faster than your resources of cash, time, and manpower, and you can't overextend yourself. So we see this a lot, people launching too many products too quickly, all the cash flow is tied up. They can't do anything. They can't even launch properly anymore. Uh, you know, they don't actually understand how much profit they're going to make. They're looking only at top line sales and going, you know what, I've hit a hundred thousand a month, but like literally have no profit because they're spending so much money on, you know, ads or they're, you know, they've inflated their overhead and all this other stuff. I've seen people with offices and warehouses and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, how are you making so much money if like you got all this other overhead? They don't know. They don't know how much money they're making until they do the taxes at the end of the year and go, that was literally only like 4% profit as opposed to 15 or 20%, which they could have done without all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we see it all the time. People trying to do everything themselves, working a full-time job, coming home, working for three hours at night you know, doing the simplest stuff to tracking their metrics or doing social media posts. It's like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do your customer service. You can plan that out. You can actually outsource that to people. And I think the, the really one thing that we implore upon people is to simplify their life and their business actions. So what's the most impactful thing you can achieve during the day and the week? Work on that first. Don't just go around running your, you know, your, your business like you're the the firefighter, right? You're just, oh, there's a problem over here. It's reactive versus proactive. You want to be proactive, not reactive to every single thing that comes up. So that's where a lot of the overwhelm comes from is when people are just like putting out fires in their business. And they're like, how do you not, how do you spend only an hour or two a day on your business? Well, because I'm not reacting to everything. I've already built in systems and I've already, you know, have people in place to react to that stuff. That's not me though. That's somebody else. Um, But yeah, so essentially the idea here is that you don't want to launch products too quickly try to do everything yourself. And then in reality, you have to basically make sure you keep your mindset of my lifestyle is the reason why I started this business. Whatever that lifestyle is, it's, if it's more money or more time or whatever you want, that's what you got to keep in mind. And, and we were just talking about this the other day. Time is the most valuable asset on planet earth. Money can't buy time. Nothing can buy time. So if you think money is the most important thing in your business, you're dead mistaken. Like you have to have time in your life to do what you want with it while you have it. And so that's why we always say, you know, keep the mindset of your lifestyle, you know, try to actually get freedom for yourself, time, freedom, financial freedom, you know, freedom in general of like geographic location, all that stuff. So this, this is probably, I mean, you've done it yourself. I've done it where we've launched five products and, you know, five months or whatever. And it's like, well, that was a bad idea. Yeah, because you haven't got the right focus. So that's the idea here. Now, when you've got systems, processes, and you've got investment, then the plan looks a lot different. 
right? Because you've got systems, processes, and people to do it. But if you're, but that's again in line with what your resources are, which is what we started with, right? The secret mm-hmm. is don't plan outside of your resources. If you don't have those resources right now, then get those resources to achieve the plan. Um, but the focus is the big deal because once you don't have that focus and you're spread too thin and you're spinning too many plates, then guess what? The plates fall. That's exactly what we did. You know, trying to launch too many products all at once across too many marketplaces all at once thinking, yeah, great, this worked. And so let's do loads of it. If you haven't got the systems processes in place to do that, then it won't work. So it's not saying you can't scale that way. Of course you can, but you need to be able to have those resources in place. Yeah. You either have to have them like in place right now or ready to go as soon as you do it. And that's the other thing is like, you know, people are like, well, how does somebody get to a million dollars a month in sales? Well, they probably had a million dollars to start the business or, you know, a lot of money to start the business. They probably had, you know, their connections in China from another business that they had, or they have an office of people to help them get to that. You don't just launch and get to a million dollars without a lot of different resources in place for, you know, a million dollars in a month. Now, as far as a million dollars in a year, you can do this on your own pretty much with two or three, you know, part-time VAs and a sourcing agent, that kind of stuff, you can get to a million dollars in a year doing that. And Mm. that's pretty, I mean, that's wildly successful for any, you know, people sitting on their couch or, you know, listening to this and, you know, at their computer or on their way to work or whatever, you know, it sounds crazy, but we've seen it time and time again, get to a million dollars and people, you know, the funny thing is when they get there, they're like, well, now what? Cause I've got this, but I don't feel like I'm successful. It's like, well, you didn't probably properly plan out what your lifestyle was going to be like at that phase either. Instead, you just went for the sales revenue and then said, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. So just as an example of that. So when I first started my Amazon business, um, it wasn't my original goal. My original goal was to leave my job. Um, but I, I ended up leaving it before I even started the business because I was like, yeah, I'm all in on this. Not suggesting you do that, by the way, guys. I'm just saying this is what I did. Um, but within a year, I'd achieved the million dollar goal by using exactly these processes and I did it with my lifestyle in mind because I was my lifestyle at that point. I wanted to be able to travel the world and basically just live doing that. You know, the Tim Ferriss lifestyle, that's what got me into this business. And that's what I did. I did the lifestyle piece along the way of growing the business. So that was my why not necessarily getting to the million dollars. And, but I was still able to achieve that like four products in two marketplaces, million bucks. Yeah. So it's definitely doable. And I didn't have a lot of money to start with. That was me bootstrapping the business. Yeah. So I didn't have any outside investment or anything like that. So um, it's definitely doable, but you have to have all these five things in place to be able to achieve that goal. These, yeah. these are exactly the five things that I put in place to be able to achieve that goal in a year. Yeah. So just to recap, guys, the first secret of million dollar sellers is planning your business for success. The second secret is a great brand is still a great key differentiator for you and your you know, other Amazon competitors. The third secret was make sure your products make you money. I know it sounds dense and like very simple, but that's true. Like that's not a secret. It should be very obvious, but it's something people overlook all the time. The fourth secret is know your numbers. Without that, you can't make decisions for your business. And the fifth and final secret we had was you can't grow faster than you can manage. So focus and simplify your efforts on what you need to achieve. So now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement this into your business and grow your business through action. If you like what you heard today on our show, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. We'll see you on the next show. We wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now.
Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.